Welcome fellow humans to Geek Beta Podcast, where we talk about all the latest geeky stuff. I'm your host Joel, and joining me today, live in the studio, is fellow geek and producer of this very show, Zach Eastwood. Hello Zach, you excited for this episode? Yeah, I am. Yeah, you've been wanting to do this for weeks, probably months yeah. now I reckon. Um, yeah. A yeah. long time. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think actually with this episode we will complete we will complete the trifecta of things that I'm obsessed with. Yes, and that'll that'll take out 2015 beautifully, <laughs> won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Also joining us is fellow geek Jordan King. G'day, how you going? Good, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Ain't no worries, the prodigal son returns. <laughs> I was about to say, how many times have you been on the show now? Um, this would be my fifth five? time. Yeah, five. Fifth, really? Yeah. yeah. Gee, mm. I should call you a veteran of Geek Better as well. <laughs> yeah, when do we get our veteran status? I don't Is know. It, I think it's after like 10 episodes. Five, five episodes, 10 episodes. Yeah, I think it's 10, <laughs> I believe. Okay. Halfway well, there, Jordan, halfway, halfway there, there. And then I get my medal in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, joining us for the second time on the podcast, please welcome. Oh, it's actually, it's the third time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But technically like this. second you've yeah, been in. Sometimes yeah. when you record back to back, you conflate yeah. appearances. So true, so true. <laughs> but please welcome Zoe Hollingsworth. Hello. <laughs> so it is your third time on the yes, podcast. Yes, it is officially third time now. Don't <laughs> well, worry, I will get that veteran prize as well. <laughs> the uh, race is on, who will get it first? Oh, probably you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you have a leg up on that one. Um, but we are recording live in person, thanks to the amazingly generous people at Codacious.com in Central Geelong. But more on them later. And Zach, it's over to you. Yeah. Now, um, I've for this podcast, we're going to be talking about musicals, which is something that uh, most of the group was not familiar with. I think, Jordan, you were in a few musicals. Yes, I was um, back in my days, like my teenage years in uh, Gippsland. Mm, yeah. And I've been in musical theatre every now and then. Um, I actually just recently finished up the show, uh, the annual pantomime for the hospital. Uh, so that was oh, really? fun. Yeah. Um, you because fi- oh, you just did you finish that up? Yeah, that nice. finished last weekend. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was good fun. Yeah. Hmm. Even so it's, it's known as Medimime. Yeah. Medimime. And um, Geelong, the Geelong Hospital, right? Yeah. Yeah, Geelong Hospital run it every year to raise funds for certain aspects. Like this year, it was uh, Heathwing Six. The Heathwing Six, because it don't, it don't look good. <laughs> it don't look good at the moment, but they, I think they got uh-huh. definitely got funds for it now. Oh, that's good then. Mm. Yeah, it's and nice then this course. year it was Sinbad. Yeah, Yay! this year Panto was Sinbad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was something I was involved in this year, and it got me thinking a lot about musicals. Um, now, musicals. More than he usually does. Wow. <laughs> musicals are something I love, and they tend to get a bad rap, I think. Um, so, the purpose of this podcast is sort of in defense of musicals, but I framed it in such a way that if you don't like musicals, you should listen to this uh, episode because I think. Uh, that we're going to find at least, like, we're not asking you to go away and find every musical ever. I'm just going, there's maybe one or two songs from musicals that you might enjoy. Um, So I picked three musicals that uh, have influences that aren't very musical. So today we're going to be talking about Hamilton, Next to Normal and Spring Awakening, three musicals that I adore. And I consciously was like, I love... Les Miserables, the Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. But while I was planning this episode, I was like, actually, don't bring up Andrew Lloyd Webber because he tends to tend people off music. They're very yeah. opera. 
Mm. So that and can that, turn and people and off. Not music. saying that this falls into that category, but Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of those things that people actually forget. It actually is a musical, mm-hmm. and it's just, but it's so embedded into our public pop culture consciousness that we're just like, yep, it's a cool movie, mm-hmm. stage play, yeah. um, w- whatever we're up to now. I can't remember what we've what what thing we've put it into yet. <laughs> oh, I, I think they've got to release a book now. Um, <laughs> probably, probably. Done everything else. They've done everything else. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just one of those things that people keep forgetting that Rocky Horror, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a musical as well. Mm. And then, but it's just so, what did you say, popular, pop culture-ish or just... Um, like, it kind of falls under cabaret a little. Like people yeah. It is very cabaret, cabaret now that you mention it. Yeah, I hadn't thought mm-hmm. of that, but... It yeah. definitely wears its influences on its sleeve. Um, yeah. yeah, I think even if you haven't watched Rocky Horror, you've listened to Time Warp. Of oh, course. You've listened yeah. to Time Warp. Yeah. You know Sweet Transvestite. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and even other musicals that are even more popular are still in that vein of they. you can still listen to the songs individually and still enjoy it without mm. having to have the rest of the story with it. Yeah. But these ones that you're about to talk about are, are they new? Or, well, um, I know Hamilton's fairly new. Hamilton premiered this year, I believe. Next to normal was last five five years, um, and Spring Awakening was mid two thousands. So they're all this side of the millennium, essentially. I because I find that a lot of people who don't like musicals don't like them because of lots of the sixties musicals, <laughs> lots of um, Rodgers and Hammerstein, Hairspray, Hairspray, and, oh, Hairspray. Jesus, uh, I love Hairspray. That's actually one of my. I was going to say it's. The, I, really I was going to say that's more sixties in its influences than its. I know, but time it, period. But yeah, yeah, but it's more of that does follow those sixties musical veins in yeah. that respect. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But stuff like South Pacific and a lot turns people off musicals because they hear goes. that bubble, 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 yeah. and like, oh, musicals. Yeah. Yep, but I, I know that. I get that way whenever someone I know puts on Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom. All right. Yeah. Um, so I've picked some musicals. You and me both, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I get the go. same way that uh, when people mention to Joel that Kylo Ren is judged. <laughs> <laughs> Just cringe. People, Just you cringe. mean me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I am the main culprit in Joel's frustration with Darth Jar Jar theories. Oh, <laughs> How did we bring that up in a musical podcast? Like, serious, it follows us everywhere. Yeah. We are geek debater. Therefore, we and, bring everything in. And Star Wars uh, is true. not that far away. Yeah. That's true. It somehow pops up in every episode. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um, what was I going to say? So, yeah. So, we'll start off by talking about Hamilton. Now, just before the podcast, I was like, you guys got to listen. You guys got to listen. Just so that we have a baseline sort of for everyone to understand. Now, I've foisted Hamilton on you a bit recently, haven't I, Zoe? Well, when you say recently, you mean flipping forever. Um, <laughs> no, it's just because, obviously, is if anyone doesn't know that um, me and Zach um, are partners, so Shock. then I have a tendency. Yeah. Um, we hang around each other a lot, let's just say that. And As you do. Um, every now and again, he plays the musical a lot, <laughs> a, a lot, a lot. Like every time Spotify is on, bam, it's there. Um, and that's fine. I can deal with it as long as he can deal with my country, which he can't. Yeah, so that's true. it's we, we, we find a good balance that if, um, if he can't deal with my country music, <laughs> I don't have to listen to his musicals as much. So I, uh, that, that's why that's I, know about, I know about these musicals probably a lot more than, say, Joel and Jordan. Yes. But... Um, because that was thrusted upon you. <laughs> to to oh, be fair, yes. I, I do listen to your country in the car, so it's not like I'm... Oh, yes, in the car, <laughs> when you don't complain about it and when you don't change the radio channels. 
Which is like every, you know, every, I, I make a lot of jokes right about country. I feel like I should be paying five dollars to sit ringside for this. <laughs> exactly, same here. But no, I, I make a lot of jokes at country is expense about trucks and you know. I've stereotyped it the exact same way that people stereotype musicals mm. as Andrew Lloyd Webber bloody Phantom of the Opera affairs. Shun, shun, shun. Um, yeah. So with Hamilton, Blasphemous. It, is, it is fairly new, um, but it is very different to regular musicals that people would think of. So why is that, Zach? Um, so Hamilton was written... Um, uh, how do I explain this? Because there's quite a history here. Um, the creator, Lin-Manuel Miranda, started it out as like a mixtape um, that was very rap-influenced because his previous uh, musical, In the Heights, had won a Tony and was quite well. And he's quite a well-lauded creator of musicals. But this one that he was working on started out as a mixtape, as sort of he had this idea um, to write a, a rap a sort of around Alexander Hamilton, who was a founding father of America, uh, George Washington's right-hand man. Um, and... Uh, throughout George Washington's presidency. And then, um, so what happens is um, he actually performed it very early on in early draft form to the White House, to um, Obama during his early days in yeah. 2008. Yeah. Um, but he, at some point along the way, it got turned into this um, musical that was staged and started off Broadway and is now on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is, is it's basically using rap to sort of take what the founding fathers have um, do and then um, like filtering uh, history through modern eyes so that's why it uses rap like there's one of my favorite songs from it, cabinet battle is one of the cabinet meetings just yep. framed as a rap battle between yep. Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. and I love it it's just great because it's just <laughs> you like you see the smile <laughs> on his face right it's now. just like like smackdowns and like you know yep. It's uh, like it begins with like Jefferson singing like life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, mm. which is like his most famous quote. Why am I starting to think that this was written by the guys who do the famous rap battles of history now? It's, yeah. it's, very, yeah. <laughs> it's very in that vein, I think. And I think that works for it amazingly. Yeah, because yeah, it um, has that just that intrigueness to it that when you listen to a song from it, it doesn't sound automatically from to, that it's from a musical, except for when you mention just Hamilton, da, 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 Hamilton, <laughs> just like every now and again. And that just puts you off. Yeah. But, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is probably going to happen? I've created a couple playlists for this episode and uh, I'm sure we'll link them below if you want to yeah, go listen will, to the stuff mm-hmm. we're talking about. Yeah. But I consciously didn't pick the first song from the <laughs> musical because it's very, Hamilton, did it, did it, did it. So very musical then. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, you've got to um, open up and get people warmed into that. This is a musical and then hit him in the face with rap. Yeah. 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 Especially um, when they're white. You know, I think, and that's okay. something. I no, mean, no, I mean like the audience people oh, that usually go see musicals in America. <laughs> um, that's what I meant. See, when I swear pe- they people, sounded like. Yeah. People, in, um, <laughs> people in America are usually very white middle class people that go well, to even yeah. Bro- Usually, I'm not saying this always happens. I'm just saying a large proportion yeah. of the audience mm-hmm. is usually white middle class. Broadway American. and that's show tunes do get that reputation of being a white people's medium. Yeah. I mean, it's um, stereotypical. But yeah, yeah, it's stereotypical. But, um, and that's why I think this musical is shaking up. Um, shaking up a lot of the discussion around musicals because, um, like, I've read so many articles that are so fascinating about this musical. It's like, um, it's like new, the New York Times has written on it and just 
everywhere there's influencers and yeah. it's just sparked this interest in the founding fathers. Mm. Like I had no idea who this guy was, Alexander Hamilton, but now I've got a full musical of his life that I listen to regularly. Yeah, yeah like he, he did some interesting stuff like duels, mm. you know, lost his, you know, got a son, lost a son, you know, had affairs. <laughs> Is it affair or affairs? Affair, affair, yeah. Um, yeah. So w- one of the main things go. that happens in Act Two is the re- the Hamilton Reynolds affair, which happened. Yeah. What happened is that some of his political enemies found that he was funneling money to a man called James Reynolds. Yeah. Who was um, who? The reason that he was funneling money to Reynolds is because that he had slept with Reynolds' wife. Ah. Uh, okay. Uh, so bribe. But then his political enemies see it and Reynolds was engaging in speculation on the trade market. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, Reynolds and Hamilton must be in bed together. And Reynolds like goes, Hamilton and I, are, you know, he implicates Hamilton when he's found out. Yeah. But then Hamilton comes to his political enemies and is like, um, actually, I'll tell you what really happened. And now they've suddenly got this story of his affair and how he paid off Reynolds to shut up. And yeah. Um, and then what happens is um, he's so worried about his political enemies spilling the dirt or using it against him politically mm. yep. that he publishes all the letters that this woman wrote to him oh, wow. himself, yeah. like a running commentary, and it's called the Reynolds pamphlet because mm-hmm. that was a big thing that Alexander Hamilton did and the musical touches on a lot is that Alexander Hamilton just would not stop talking and would not stop writing and would not stop hitting his enemies. Mm. Um, I mean, well... Both literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he actually founded like the New York Post. Wow, ju- really? Just to slam his enemies in the press. No way. Yeah. That's and incredible. that was really common yeah. for um, political proponents to have a newspaper and just publish stuff to smack their enemies. Yeah. So it's, like, oh, it's a publication. Um, what's, what's one of the big, one of the quotes that I think is in the cabinet rap that you mentioned where. Um, he says something and everyone just goes, Oh, um, Oh yeah. It's like, a, it's a, it's a real like childish. I think it's like a, something about his butt. I remember it being something rega- oh, yeah. regarding his. Uh, okay. ben, uh, are we sure ben. we're not talking about uh, Tony Abbott's address to parliament? <laughs> no, not yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> Bend over. I'll show you where my shoe fits or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, that's, but that's on a whole line of other slams against him. He's just pretty much belting each other up with words. Yeah. And I think that that's why rap really works in this context of history. Cause they're just slamming each other and hitting. There's one line by Jefferson where he's like, we, we smack each other in the press and we don't print retractions. Yeah. Um, that just captivates this dog-eat-dog political climate of the musical. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's why it's fascinating to talk about this musical in contemporary circles with both America and Australia. Yeah. The way, the way that just um, political opponents talk smack about each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's really... It mirrors today's society. Yeah, and even in today it's a lot more reserved. Like true, you know... As we, as we all know, publications are very linked to political parties, mm. but they don't automatically come out and say, bend over and see where my shoe fits. Yeah. They don't say that. So they say that's it what in Hamilton a, says. I they say that in a lot pulled back term. Well, actually, of, you know, yeah. But what, it's, it's, mm. oh, didn't they make, like, this is back when Gillard was still around. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, uh, they, they, they made a close like, what? the lady doth protest too much. Oh, yeah. No, there was a lot of crap going oh, around. Yeah. The oh, media yeah. attacked her. <laughs> No. But um, there's actually one of my favourite so- uh, songs from the show that's like a minute long called The Adams Administration. Yeah. Um, 
uh, John Adams becomes president and um, Hamilton's lost his right, uh, has lost his source of power, George Washington. And what happens is like um, uh, Adams makes some uh, like bad choices um, and then fires Hamilton and like talk smack about him. Yeah. And then it's like Hamilton publishes a response and the next line is like, sit down, John, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then just goes into this full little this spiel and it's actually yeah. quite enter- entertaining that little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. So the- we can't like have the track like yeah. playing underline. Yeah. Can't yeah. be right. Can't but be that, right. But that's it'll be below if you want to check it out. Yeah. Adam's Administration. I love that song. It's only about a minute long. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And even the um, characters who aren't American in these um, in this story, is they still have that um, air of like, um, what is it, King George? King George, yeah. King, King George has this um, beautiful beautiful little um, Beatles number where he talks about America as if it was an abused lover. Is that how yeah, you as, it? Yeah, he's talking to America as if it's a love that he's treated badly. Um, uh, we listened to that just before, yes, didn't we? And that was brilliant. I really like it because it's like, it's literally a British invasion song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which Ocean is perfect. Yeah, I, I think it's really song. clever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of sounds a bit like uh, I Am the Walrus. Yeah, it's uh, very, Beatles. Yeah. Mm. it's very like that. And there's even a hint of Hey Jude with a da 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 da. Yeah, so he's pretty much saying, you know, uh, you know, come back. You'll, you will come back to me at some point. Yeah. You will crumble and fall. You'll you, come back to me. You'll be back. <laughs> and then, and then after a while, at the end, it just it seems like very, you know, nice ish kind of stuff. Like it's very musical and not musical, but it's very nice and light. And then it's at the fluffy. end, and fluffy. fluffy yeah. And yeah. then at the end, he says, "I'll kill you know your, your friends and family, your friends and family <laughs> to remind you, you of my love." <laughs> and then it's just whoa, that was that was harsh. That was heavy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, um, yeah, I do like, I haven't seen the musical, obviously, because obviously we're in Australia mm. and it's not going to do a world tour until it gets to like Wicked or, mm. you know, Lion King status. Mm. But um, so the people who play these founding fathers um, are coloured, so they're not, yeah. so it's not just white on white people. Yeah, it's not, it, it's a story of old white men as played by a cast of minorities. And that's something they deliberately chose. I mean... Um, and it's because it's like um, looking at the disenfranchised people of today's society and framing them as the disenfranchised people who started a revolution. Yeah. So sort of calling back to that parallel. And um, and we're obviously talking minorities in America, yeah. not the world yeah. as mm. well. So let's make that clear. <laughs> but yeah, like I think there's only one character who's played by a predominantly white actor and that's King George, Yeah, which is really important, I think, that King because, George... Yeah, because he represents Britannia. <laughs> and privilege. He, like King yeah. George is the height of privilege. Mm-hmm. So to have him be like not understanding he's talking down to these colonists and yep. not understanding the situation is a really pertinent narrative yep. that's framed well because of the casting choices mm-hmm. to cast colorblind it's fascinating yeah um but yeah the thing you mentioned about not being able to see it is really interesting because that's something that uh miranda talks about in um in a 60 minutes thing he did he talked about how as a kid um he'd always used to listen to cast albums because it's tough to get a ticket to Broadway shows because mm. you're a little kid stuck in the arse end of nowhere and all you've got is the, the cast albums to listen to. And yep. that's something about musicals that is interesting that we only really have 
if you can't go see it, you've got that album that you listen to over and over again. Yeah. And start picturing your own idea of what the musical's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in oh. then even in this modern climate that we sh- of this technology, we should be able to get, say, you know, record it fairly well because people can – it's not saying it's easy because I've, mm. done, I've done it before personally in my work, but you can do it, you can record it and still have that live liveness to it and then, you know, put it on Netflix, put it on a platform that people mm. can access and pay for that content to then view stuff like that. I would pay so much for a Netflix that just streams, mu- that just has <laughs> musicals on it. Yeah, well, they should have their own, like, sub-genre type yeah. thing. Well, that it, would be perfect. It should be said as well on that point of musicals don't really come down here until they're popular. That's not necessarily the case anymore. Um, there was mm. a play which was huge off-Broadway. Um, it was called Urinetown. It's basically like a dystopian future where the water levels have gotten so low that you literally have to pay to use urinals. <laughs> and it's like, you know, people, like the poorest of the poor can't afford and basically if they can't afford, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who actually does want to watch the musical, <laughs> um, you can skip ahead like 30 seconds or something. Yeah, press the 30 um, sk- second skip button. Yeah. Uh, so basically what happens is they get sent to this place called Urinetown, which is basically a euphemism for death. They mm-hmm. literally get them to the top of a building and push them off. Oh. Um, Interesting. And there's a lot of, you know, influences with Nazi Germany and, yep. you know, Stalin and, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, Stalinistic Russia, yep. yada, yada, yada. Um, that's actually just hit West End in London. I went to the mm. show last year. I happened to be in a version of it in Gippsland as well. Mm. Um, and they do talk about it. There's a lot of stuff that was never huge on Broadway, which is starting to come over. You know, even mm. Australia, we've just had uh, the Book of Mormon from the guys oh, who yeah. at South Park. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've so. got to get more into the Book of Mormon. I've heard good things, but I haven't listened to it fully. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, I, but I like that. But it's still in that sense that um, musicals don't come as often oh, around yeah, as no, they no, probably no. could. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, but it's not like, say, 10 years ago where we only had Lion King. I was going to say, yeah. Up. That and, would be and, thanks to the internet, though. And I was going to say, and, lo- like and, local, and locally, a lot of companies just, like, keep doing Andrew Lloyd Webber, which is fine if yeah. you like Andrew Lloyd Webber, but it's like sometimes you want to see a Wicked or a Hamilton oh, yeah, up yeah, there, yeah, I mean. Hmm. But I, I guess Andrew Lloyd Webber's just, like, a guaranteed seller. Yeah. Like, Could, everyone knows for, Phantom. Everyone yeah. knows Cats. Ones. Everyone yeah, cats. knows. I, I like Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's terrible for people who don't like musicals. Yes. <laughs> no, he is. He's... He's a very uh, odd man. <laughs> yes, way. let's go with that word, odd. <laughs> well, I was going to say frog because he looks like a frog. <laughs> frog man. <laughs> He's a frog, frog man. man. Like, like <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, you just look at a picture of him and he looks like a frog. <laughs> oh, my God. And it just like... Not pulling any punches today, are we? <laughs> <laughs> and Phantom of the Opera, I just, um, I think that, I think, I really love Les Mis, but I think Phantom could get a bit whiny. And I find that, Sometimes it just turns me off Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like, I love Les Mis, but it's Someone not always Someone explain to me who Andrew Lloyd Webber is. He's pretty much... The, producer? One of the writer? Most, yeah, right. Oh, he's pretty much one of the okay. most famous Broadway playwrights in the world. Okay. Mm. So does he write the songs as well? Or um, as yeah. far as I'm aware, he writes the lyrics to them at least. Um, okay. I think maybe he writes music. I don't know. I'm just thinking of one of his where the lyrics were written by someone different. But it's usually um, well, it's usually the playwright that gets put above the title, and that's oh, yeah. he's always put above the title. So I was going to say Lloyd Webber's. It's usually um, dialogue and lyrics are written by one person, and then the mm. score is written by one person. Yeah, I, I think that's he does typical, the dialogue but him, and lyrics. Yeah, 
mostly. Mm. He's well, important in some. Towns. He's important in the musical circles. Let's just say that. Yeah. 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 Well, now I know. I thought he was an actor or something. Yeah, so no. That just, clears it up he, for non-musical people like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I love Les Mis, but it's terrible for people who don't like musicals. And <laughs> yeah. um, nothing. Um, <laughs> it's just before Hamilton. Nice, it was Les Mis over and over again. Yeah, that, <laughs> so. that was that was a misstep. Um, but yeah, um, what was okay. I going to say? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, so the thing is, what was I going to say? Something about. Andrew Lloyd Webber, musicals. Uh, no, nah, I've lost the point. That's all right. We can move on to Spring Awakening or what's the other one? Next to Normal. Next yeah. to Normal. Is there anything we sort of wanted to say about Hamilton before we move on to the next one? I think it's brilliant that they've cast it so different than what you would expect. Mm. I and, and actually listening to that, some of the songs you just showed before, I think it's like sounds really beautiful compared yeah. to not a beautiful in its arms and the hills are alive, but more like... It just sounds like modern music. I, it it, you can sound, sort of go, yeah, I can dig this. Yeah, I, yeah. I could. I was like, give me the song. Well, the first one I heard was uh, The Room Where It Happens, yeah. which is very, um, it's an earworm. Because mm-hmm. my mum, I was like listening it to it in the car and my mum's in the back and she's like, oh, no, this song. I got this song stuck in my head the last time you played. I'm like, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's then. just like the story of The Room Where It Happens is fascinating because yeah. – um, I think it's, yeah, it's on the list of music, uh, songs that we've got down. But it's, um, yeah. what happens is Hamilton and Jefferson um, meet over dinner yeah. and they plan out a political plan wherein uh, Jefferson, who lives in Virginia, uh, the, Virginia gets the capital, okay. uh, the political capital of the country. Uh, yeah. But they trade it for New York getting the economic capital. Okay. And they make this deal um, behind closed doors and then... The song is centered around Aaron Burr, the one guy who wasn't there, mm. and he sort of talks like um, these guys just traded away the cap- uh, you know the capital yep. for an unprecedented financial plan, and none of us were in the room. Like, mm. doesn't that scare you? And then he sings about I want to be in that room. I want to be in the room where it happens. Ah, uh, okay, yes, I see. And it's I that's one of my favorite songs from the show. Yeah, next to. Because uh, Aaron Burr in American politics is painted quite as a villain, but there's quite a sympathetic portrayal of him. And he's a fascinating character to talk about in our climate of Trumps and Abbots. Yeah. Yep. Because um, Aaron, so Burr, Aaron Burr stood for nothing. Yeah. He just wanted to have power. Yeah. Sounds that's... awfully like someone we know. <laughs> yeah. Which speaks to these career politicians who just want power and don't really have mm-hmm. any good. Uh, actually, shorten. He's really akin to short. Yes. He misses his shot because no one knows what he stands for. Yeah, totally. Um, and there's and there's a whole moment in the election of 1800 where Burr's fighting for the presidency with uh, Thomas Jefferson. And you're like, well, obviously Jefferson, well, obviously Jefferson has to win because I've never heard of Aaron Burr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happens is um, basically Jefferson and Burr are tied and now it's up to Hamilton to be the deciding vote. Yep. Um, and in the play, it's staged as everyone's like, come forward, talk, 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 you know, say who you pick. And he's like, well, Burr doesn't stand for anything. Jefferson, I hate, but mm. at least he has ideals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and which it's, is important. It's so interesting the way that that's framed. And that's a great song because mm. the one of the thematic lines, and this is probably the last I'll say on Hamilton, yep. is um, Aaron Burr says to Alexander Hamilton often, talk less, smile more. In a sort of career politician, you know, don't say as much, just smile and nod. Yeah. Um, 
but then it becomes clear that, you know, you can't just smile and nod all the time and that um, Hamilton achieved success by talking. Yeah. So it's interesting, I think. Mm. No, I, I, and just on the final point, I think it's, it's like it sounds like something I would genuinely want to watch or listen to, mm. which is something like the theme of today as well is that like for people who aren't into musicals as well, like yep. it's easier to get into that. And once you're in that kind of uh, the musicals that aren't as like musicals, then you can start to segue into mm. more musicals that are a bit more traditional in the sense. But Well, yeah, there's a musical for everyone essentially, mm. I think. Um, and I think that uh, a lot more modern musicals will, um, for people who, don't, who say, oh, I don't like musicals mm. because musicals tend to get stereotyped. Oh, they do. I think if you yeah. show them some of the 21st century stuff that has different influences mm-hmm. and it's created by people who are like, I love musicals, but I also love rap. I yeah. love musicals, but I also love rock. But is the problem yeah. with that, do then people not class it as musicals if it doesn't stick to that uh, traditional? Because like, if people heard it, yeah, they go, you can this do isn't that. a musical. But then you can say like, in that broad term of people who are standing there on stage singing mm. is classified mm. as a musical. Yeah, yeah I think... I think it's very fortunate that musicals can be like, while it may sound not like a musical, yeah. its structure is very musical. Yeah. You know, it's got two acts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the song I showed you at the first, Nonstop, that's actually the end of act one. Oh, okay. And what you've got is you've got, I love the bit at the end where it's just like everyone singing their own part. Um, like Washington singing, he, like we've heard all the songs and all those um lines that are iconic to that character come back in the final bit okay you know why do you write like you're running out of time history has its eyes on you i'm not throwing away my shot and it all builds and builds and builds and builds to the explosion and where it's just like alexander hamilton i'm not throwing away my shot i'm gonna run for congress i'm gonna be a politician yeah um and that's how act one ends with these just like we've got to uh, i've got to go into politics to save the country yeah and so i really like act end of act one songs because they're Big and bombastic and... Yeah. Yeah. And that should also be the thing. If anyone says it's not a musical because it doesn't sound like a musical, you've just become the Gen 1-er of musicals. (laughs) (laughs) Because basically all you need to be to be a musical is to sing dialogue which could be spoken. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's in the same vein that, you know, cabaret is technically... A musical, M- musical because it can just be dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just look at Rocky Horror Show, for example. We were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, Pretty stuff sure. like I'm just a sweet transvestite from Transylvania. That could be easily done in just pure dialogue. Yeah. Mm. And it would still make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the point is that it's getting enter- it's having more entertainment value put on it by having it sung, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. which is what the point yeah. of the musical is. Exactly. It's like people who say, like we mentioned this a few episodes back, because I was on the anime one, um, people say, I don't like anime, or people that say, oh, just because the art style doesn't look very anime-ish, mm. it's, therefore it's not anime. It's still, like, anime is a very wide thing, a wide genre, yeah. and so is um, musicals. Mm. Because, like, um, you know, one play could have maybe one musical in it. Mm. Sorry, one one musical song in it, and it would still be classified as a musical. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of examples for that that I can think of off the top of my head, but mm. I know that doesn't Well, go. it just reminds me of, if you want to go really esoteric with musicals, you could, like, John Cage's 433, people would claim that that's not music because it's just silence for three, for four minutes and 33 seconds. But it has a score and you play it in a sense. Yeah, it has uh, So things. what is music and what are musicals are intertwined? And it's a really 
weird question, but mostly it's about well, structure, I think. Sing it eventually. Yeah. I mean, a score is essential to any musical, mm. generally, anyway. So. But yeah, it's interesting that you bring up uh, Pokemon. Because it's like, it's not a Pokemon. <laughs> I, I don't know where you're getting this from, man. Gen 1 is. Oh, the Gen, Gen 1 is. <laughs> right, right. right. God, Sorry. But hey, I, know, I know what I'm talking about. Because uh. it's like, people will say, it's not a Pokemon. It's not a musical. Yes. It's not an anime. It's all, um, it's all a way And this of, is being said from people who don't know. Yeah. It, it's all ways <laughs> of way. discrediting new things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it, it's an attempt to make themselves look. Better, yeah, it, to to make the past look better by going well. Somehow the present is inauthentic. Yeah. Are we talking about like um, musical snobs, where they're just like, yeah, if we're talking about snobbery. Oh, yes. snobbery they've, got their, they've got their wine okay. glass or their you know glass of cognac and they're swirling it around yeah. and then <laughs> monocle yes. on the side. Oh yes, I enjoyed the last Andrew Lloyd Webber score. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and and you could even find it with Star Wars people who will be like, well, the original three are the yeah. only ones. And I was I'm like, the new, the, this is this is bad because like you mentioned a couple episodes ago that the, this is like the new Star Wars is bad because, you know, there's a lead, you know, coloured actor. Yeah. As, oh, a, yeah. as opposed yes. to a white guy. Oh, don't <laughs> but get well, me We won't get into that. that because, you know, I know that Joel will oh, get into that. I'll get so angry. But, it's still in that same vein yeah. of it's new, totally therefore it's bad. You yeah. should say those are, there is a bit of merit to the uh, Star Wars 1, 2 and 3 just being terrible. <laughs> I mean, True. I'm talking about this, say, in a post-Force Awakens world, if they're uh, still yeah. going. A Disney yeah. Star Wars no, they, rather they, than. They definitely will still be going. You'll have some. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think it's going in a beautiful direction. Like the Andrew Bolt mm. of that world. <laughs> um, but like we said on another podcast as well, it's just a natural evolution mm. of how things are going. You've got to make it – if you want to make it more 21st century as such, then make it 21st mm. century. Just appeal to the different audiences. And, and if you make it and it's too far gone, then it's 22nd century. We'll work on that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. It's like film genres. It's like – I mean, there's all types. You don't and, have to stick to one And format. the way that conversation has bubbled around this musical – Proves that it's like it's a step in the right direction of challenging yeah. mm-hmm. what is a musical in a sense. Yeah. So the step, the fact that we're talking about it means that that's a success on some level. Yeah. Of changing the way we look at musicals. Mm, for sure. Um, mm. We do need to move on to the. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about next the normal. Next two, which I'm not going to talk about as much because Hamilton, I'm obsessed with, and these two actually, I was compiling the playlist for these two, and I'm like. God damn, there are so many good songs. I'm going to have to cut <laughs> I some. I can't choose. I, I literally could not. I was like, I had to sit down and go, right, really, what's being said in this song? Is there another song that says it better? That one stays, that one's cut. And I cut some of my favorite songs from Next to Normal. Damn, Zach. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I, was like, I was <laughs> like, I really like this song, but this song does it better? Yeah. Uh, the one I showed you uh, before the podcast called I Am The One, mm. um, there's a reprise of that that's really chilling and slows down and right at the end it's like you just don't know who i am and it's like oh that moment is just powerful Mm. there's no other word for it Mm. but um when you showed us that song i actually thought it was a hoodoo guru song at first like because they they have a song called i was the one Uh so yeah yeah i thought that must have been it but no it's It's out of my realm of influence but yeah uh i am the one and next normal large it's a musical that's got its rock influences um you thought it was kind of country actually up on your yeah i did i thought it sounded a bit like keith urban oh yeah and which i can see that definitely for the song we listened to um but i was gonna say and it's about mental illness Mm -hmm. and this is something that we probably will talk about the unconventional narratives of musicals i think is important yeah because um 
because uh, the first one, you wouldn't expect a musical to be written about the founding fathers. No. Def- you, I mean, you would, but not in the way that they did it. Oh, yeah. And there was the one. twist that they 1776 put uh, was a 1969 musical. Yeah. yeah. But Amer- it, Americans do like expressing their own history. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say Very that. patriotic. But, very patriotic. But this in this format that, you know, Hamilton was just kind of mentioned as a forethought when it came to Actually, founding. a better way to describe it. You wouldn't expect a rap musical to be written about the Founding Fathers. No. That's you just a wouldn't expect way. a rap musical in general. That's true. Um, and then the second one, you wouldn't expect a rock in a musical about mental illness. Mm. And the third one, Spring Awakening, you wouldn't expect a, a uh, alternative punk folk sort of music about sexual awakening. Yeah. Which is what it's about. It's We use that term in quotation marks there. It's about something else, which we will probably get into when we come to that topic. <laughs> Uh, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but next to normal kind of details the life of this family and dealing with the... Um, oh, I've just realised there's another really great song from the musical at the very start. But, um, yeah, it deals, details the stories of this family dealing with the mother's mental illness that has come about as a result of the death of her son. Mm-hmm. Um, and the son sort of appears... Like, he died when he was an infant, but he appears in the show as a sort of... Um, uh, adult or teenager? Or? As a teenager and adult, as a manifestation of her mental illness in a way. Yeah. So, like, every there's songs where it's like um, they're trying to treat her and he's like, you're trying to get rid of me, you're trying to get rid of me, it's singing it, and it's very good. Um, but it just shows um, all the anxieties that come around this. And, um, yeah. the father, brilliantly yeah, done, by the way. Yeah, the father deals with, like, um, feeling like he's lost his wife because she's just not the same person she was when he married and he stays with her because he made a promise to her to stay with her. Yeah. And he's just like grappling with the fact that he doesn't, he kind of has to deal with it rather than being does able to just... Does he talk with the in, mental illness sure. as well? Yeah, he does. Okay. Um, is it his or is it his wife's? It's his wife's. Okay. But there's makes a bit sense. of ambiguity as to what it is. You know, okay. you yeah, can sort of blur the lines mm-hmm. and it does. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Natalie is do- sort of dealing with the fact that she's, Brilliant, but um, she suffers from feeling like she's going to end up like her mother. Yeah. Um, so, and just one of my favourite songs from Natalie. So kind of like the like Lisa Simpson in the episode of uh, The Simpsons. No, obviously a lot more dark and a lot less, you know, comical. I know the one but you've it, been talking about. But, yeah. but The Simpsons episode when she, you know, something about the saxophone, she has her four fingers that are chubby or something. And the she's Sim- t- oh, the, the Simpsons gene? And yeah. she's told oh. about no, that she's told. The fingers. It normally comes from the father. Oh, stupid beer can! <laughs> and then you, and then you get that thing, and then she, you know, is worried about like, what's the point of you know being brilliant? What's the point of you know playing the saxophone or anything if it's going to be genetics? And I'm just going to turn into Bart. <laughs> Mooching war widows, <laughs> or they end up, you know, that type of thing. And then, yeah. Yeah. and then I think that's brilliantly that man frame is brilliantly captured in the song "Everything Else," which starts off Mozart was crazy, flat fucking crazy. Batchet, I hear, but his music's not crazy. It's balanced, it's nimble, it's crystalline clear. Um, so she's playing Mozart and going, well, Mozart was crazy, but he managed to ma- write great music. Well, he, he ended up uh, crazy, let's just say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. he had like uh, schizophrenia, I think it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Was he he was definitely a little again, kooky. Yeah. Well, he started off a bit kooky and then it got bad after the well, mm-hmm. losing all his money and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything the, else. I was going to say the play Armadeus yeah. is great for that, which was turned into a film. So you can, if you want to know about Mozart, that's one thing to see. But all, um, all I know is that the guy who played Mozart was also in Animal House, and he was um, really? the guy. 
That's the Simpsons quote. Uh, uh, I was going to say, and in um, the guy who plays Mozart and Amadeus played the Hunchback in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's but, my world. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, so um, this song, everything else, sort of details her experience of being like, I don't want to end up like my mother. Um, and then she's still sorts of going like, my piano skills are the way to get out. And there's just all these great little songs that talk to the emotions that these people are feeling. Um, yeah. Actually, one of the other ones that I've included, Didn't I See This Movie, is um, she's like, they're going to start her on electroshock therapy. Yeah. And she's like, didn't I see this movie? And starts talking about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And it's like, yeah, I know how this movie goes. I know how this plays out. Wh- uh, when is this um, play set again? Um, I think it's roughly contemporary. Okay. I'm just thinking electroshock. Is electroshock still implied uh, and still no, used in no. medi- medicine? Actually, I believe they've tried it out recently again, just I, I just to see what will happen, something no, like I, that. But they haven't used it since. But like I wouldn't imagine. I, I don't think they do in Australia. I think. Oh God, no! Not in there, Australia. There was a case no, no, of no, that no, no, in no. America, and it was in like one one institution in southern USA, mm. and they pretty much got their funding cut straight. Oh after. yeah, mm. no, no surprise. But just thought, like, is it still a thing, or is this like no, set? That was, yeah, it's set, now, set before yeah. the sixties. That kind of stuff was like, yeah. yeah. Well, she's not getting lobotomized, so there's that. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, she works a charm. But uh, what was I thinking? Um, yeah, so I don't think there's any clear definitive period, but I think it speaks to um, frustration with the medical institutions in dealing with it. And, you know, the feeling of being poked and prodded. And, yeah. Because uh, there's one other song, um, Who's Crazy Slash My Psychic Pharmacologist and I, where um, he starts dealing... Um, like describing treatments for her, yeah, and the treatments get more and more methodical. Like I think it's like um, take the blue ones with dinner, the red ones with, it. and then he like starts the trapezoidal green ones. You know, um, split them into tiny pieces with a tiny chisel, mm. and then he's like crush them, crush such and such with a mortar and pestle, and it's like getting more and more obtuse and annoying to deal with all yeah, these medications. And more detailed and detailed and detailed. Which you can definitely feel, I think, if you've gone through the process of yep. having your mental illness treated because mm-hmm. it starts out as um, talking and then it moves to drugs and yep. then it gets more and more as they're trying to... And you lose control of yourself almost. ...figure it out. Mm. Um, so it, there's a lot of great stuff about um, about mental illness and feeling like being poked and prodded. And mm-hmm. Like you're just uh, some sort of experiment. Or yeah, like, like they just want to cure the, you. They don't really care whether you're... Yeah, whether they don't care about your mind. Well, like how you end up in the end. Yeah. Mm. Where, when you get actually... If you ever eventually get out of it, um, what the effects of mm. your own that. Yeah. But so it's, it's more about and the that, family's um, trial through this as well. Mm. So it's not just her and her um, and the mental, uh, mental illness. It's everyone else reacting mm. to that. Yeah. And um, I think this is talking about like... Specific people can feel let down by the um, medical community. Not that the whole medical community is like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's experiencing frustration with the system rather yeah. than condemning it outright. Yeah, feeling like a number rather than mm. you know. Um, but yeah, and I think um, uh, I'm trying to think because when I was like picking the, I like finished off the songs and I'm like, okay, this is what the last song is going to be. Yeah. And for the first one, it just sort of. And when I was picking like Hamilton songs, I was like, I really want to include this song. It just happens to be the last song and mm. ends at this um, culmination of conflict, but continues a bit after that. 
But the second one, I'm like, wow, this ends on a really hopeful note. And the third one, I'm like, well, this ends on a somber but hopeful note. And that's something I noticed, this sort of tragedy, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It's like all good, like all good, you know, television, like movies or stories or anything like that. Even though you come through this adversary, there's still some sort of light at the tunnel at the end of the story. Mm -hmm. Just so everyone doesn't feel totally bummed out by the time you finish the actual production. Unless you're watching South Park. (laughs) Unless you're watching South Park and then you just feel like, oh, you just slap your forehead and you just think, oh. I think there's one where they they were doing a political one. It's like, you know, oh, you put a – Stan puts a vote in for one of the school mascots and it ends up getting six votes and the other one has like 287. It's like, wait, so I just went on a soul-searching mission for nothing? It's like, you know, no, no, Stan, don't you see? It doesn't matter if your guy loses. You still voted. Your vote mattered. Hey, they found all the Peter guys dead. We can go back to being the South Park cows. Okay, now your vote didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's that positivity at the end of a story that yeah. leaves the audience... Um, like they've enjoyed an experience as opposed to just been taken down to the depths of yeah. wherever mm. that player's like left of, him. Bittersweet. Yeah, yeah, and you can watch it again with things that are just depressing. You want to watch it once and then yeah, you want to watch it. it once. Like like docu- for example, certain documentaries yes. about um, really like hard, mm-hmm. harsh topics that you need to learn about. You need to be informed mm-hmm. about. You only but you ever just watch feel it once. like you feel absolute crap afterwards, yeah. <laughs> totally. just because of how they obviously take you on the emotional journey. Yeah. But that's why they need to bring it up at the end because it's just mm. going to be painful if mm. you don't. But yeah, one of my songs that I originally didn't like from Next to Normal, but found myself mo- liking more that I've attached, is called Light. Yeah, mm. and it's, it starts off with the like, um, uh, just the mother's left to sort of search her own way, and then the father's sitting alone in the dark, and it's like, you know, it's dark right now, and everything's like crap, but we need some light, and things will get better, and uh, we'll get through this. So it's you know, and the end of the play is basically you know, um, akin to dealing with mental illness. You get to there, and you're like. You know, it's not perfect and it's not fixed, but we're we're getting there. We're managing. Um, so there's light. <laughs> that was weird. Gee, um, Zach. Um, <laughs> was that me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I sent we'll, your messages. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so. It was meant to be like really subtle, and I'm just yeah. like, that did not work at all. <laughs> yeah. I should have put my <laughs> thing on silent. Yeah. Like when you're in school, and you know, you have your one mate singing next to you in the assembly who doesn't have their phone off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, like one time in class, I remember we had we were having a test, and uh, my phone had the ringtone of the seagulls from Finding Nemo, <laughs> and I forgot to turn it off. Might. So through throughout this, like all of a sudden through this meeting, like I, I like in high school, I barely got you know communications. I left and turned on my Wi-Fi, yeah. and then all of a sudden I had this mine, 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 and I thought. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but my teacher didn't care at that point because yeah. you know this was year twelve. Nobody cared. At yeah. That point. But well, um, although I did have uh, on that vein, just quickly. Um, did have a mate of mine sitting next to me who had the Ahmed the Dead Terrorist ringtone. <laughs> no, wait. That was and so popular back yeah, then. Remember works. when you started to pay for ringtones? They'd be like, yeah. send us a text message and we'll take five ninety nine oh out of your God, account and you'll get a so ringtone. Terrible. Uh, but yeah, so he, he had that ringtone and our, uh, our principal just got up and was really angry at some year sevens for speaking during the middle of this guy's presentation. Mm. Oh, he no, was I know giving this big lecture and then stops. Perfect timing. Uh, he gets a text from Telstra telling him about this new deal. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, prepaid phones, they always yeah. do that. Yeah. Silence! Silence! I kill you! <laughs> <laughs> and of course it was the loudest thing. There. Yes. Yeah. 
So let's quickly get on to the last musical yes. that I wanted to talk about. So we have uh, very little time. Yes. Spring, yes, uh, quickly. Yes, yes. Spring Awakening. Now, the one song I showed you guys. Um, it's about sex. It's about masturbation. Um, it's your self-sex. <laughs> <laughs> self-sex. <laughs> but yeah, this whole musical is centered around the, the sexual awakening and the realizing that um, that adults can be kind of shit when they're conservative. Yeah. <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah. Because what happens is um, these people start discovering their own um, sexual lives and what happens is one of the students is failing at school Yeah. Um, and as a result of pressure from his parents to succeed and he wants to escape but can't escape and he feels completely trapped so he ends up committing suicide. Yeah. And as then Yeah. And then the other story that's running through it is... Uh, Sound effects. The other story that's running through it is Melchior, who's the cool kid, um, is like, you know, I'll take you under my wing. We'll teach you how to deal with your sexual urges and stuff. Not in a, not in a homosexual way. I know. Although there is that. that. <laughs> Although there is that. Um, but um, what I will say is that... Um, what I will say is that... Um, so Melchior becomes the cool kid who's like, yeah, I know all about that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is he gets his um, girlfriend pregnant. Uh, <laughs> I know all about that stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, but then, um, and then no one will tell, because it's such a repressive society. It's yeah. set in what? late 19, 19th century yeah, 19th Germany. Century Germany, which is um, uber, uber conservative. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's like the American South, I think, but yeah, worse. Pretty um, much. <laughs> um, and what happened is that no one will tell her what being pregnant is. Mm. And everyone's oh, serious. Just, yeah, that's and the, some heavy. And shit they're dealing right like there. like hush hush behind doors. Mm. It's like you're growing a human. That's what it is. <laughs> and Mel- uh, and uh, Moritz, after he commits suicide, the blame is placed on Melchior. So they're like, no, he he didn't commit suicide because of failing grades and pub- and uh, pressure from his parents. He failed because this one kid was showing him sex stuff. Oh my um, god! And then so he gets sent away. And when he comes back, he finds um, that his girlfriend has died through. a botched abortion so it's this really dark twisted mm. like and it's all because of the conservative adults of the story that yeah. um you know it's them like going uh we're not responsible for this it's mm. you damn kids with your adolescent fantasies and your <laughs> what dickhead i hate yeah. i'm sorry i hate conservative and i they think have no place in 21st century i think it's a really interesting exploration of conservatism mm-hmm. and how it affects people trapped under that system yeah and how it just makes people into absolute dicks rather mm. than being compassionate human beings mm, yeah no there's a lot of doing what society expects of you instead of like leveling with the scared teenagers helping your fellow human yeah um uh now i'm trying to remember what to say but yeah and it ends on a sort of note where he's like he considers taking his own life but is like the last song those Mm -hmm. you've known is about um the spirits of his friends sort of coming back and going no you gotta live through it hopefully there'll be light at the end of this tunnel it gets better almost Mm -hmm. so i think it's this fascinating narrative spring awakening that um totally didn't occur to me until i started looking up for this episode where it's just about, uh, well, it tentatively is about, lots of the songs are about sex. You know, there's one called The Bitch of Living, which is all about masturbation that we listen to. There's one called yeah. My Junk, where the girls talk about how they fancy the boys. And then there's one called Totally Fucked, <laughs> where they just, which I really like as a song. I think that's actually the best song. I should have picked that to listen to instead. Because yeah. it's like, it talks about, well, they're going to place the blame on me. And you're fucked if you speak your mind. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't agree with them, you're fucked. And it's like, you're totally fucked. And it's 
great song. I think I should have picked that as my top song to listen to for this. But um, it just talks – it's the main character singing like, well, fuck, they just – <laughs> they just totally, you know, they place the blame on me. And yeah, they, they're using for, our modern terminology for the for the word because mm. you got you got to love it, especially in Australia. I don't um, in America not so much, but in Australia definitely we use you know fuck and shit as like not ter- terms for everything. It's a verb. It's an adjective. Mm, yeah, yeah. it's a pronoun. It's a yep. whatever we want to use it for. And even to some detriment to some people, we say another certain word, which we will not say on this podcast. No. It's the, one, yeah, it's the one swear word we haven't said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's going to stay that way. Probably reason. Yeah. It's stay that way. But, um, <laughs> we, throw that one, we throw that one around as, mm. a lot as well. But, yeah, I think mm. um, I just – Assozies. I think um, I think if you're um, – Spring Awakening sort of talks to the way that – Art and like theatre is very um, forward thinking because it's yeah. always done by artists who are always on the fringes of society and always looking forward. It's very left leaning. Yeah. Um, and I think that this one, uh, Spring Awakening, is it's almost like it's very, it gets better in mm-hmm. a sense. Like yeah. it talks about how you'll not always be locked under, conser- like the damage that conservative views can have on a child in mm-hmm. de- uh, a child or um teenager in adult in growing up yeah but then they recognize that also you can get through it it does get better it's like the it gets better campaign in yeah. song form kind of yeah so i think i really like the way it conveys this message it's mm. like it's about sex, but it's also about, you know... Real issues conservative that plagued the earth and, at yeah. one point. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can just say, oh, it's just a musical about sex, but it's got so much more wrapped up in it. Mm. And I think that's great That's great as a testament of what musicals can do. Yeah, they've got a very clear message in the end mm. once you get through it. Obviously, at first glance, you would think it was all about sex. Mm. Um, but with yeah, songs, that's, yeah, with songs. But then like, again, everything mm. can you can construe it to be all about sex, like like Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's all about sex, yeah, or yeah. high school. It's all about sex. <coughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> but you can make that assumption about things that you've never seen. Yeah, and then you know, all it takes is one person who watches it religiously to say, you know, like, no, high school's about learning. Um, <laughs> and, you know, no, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is more about. You know, living a bohemian lifestyle and like how, you know, it can be good to and how fish tucks look good on a guy. That's up, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know uh, how it can be good to remove yourself from a strict regimen life. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, my friend Molly pointed me out to this while watching Rocky Horror. Brad in the final song, who is the like straight lace tie guy, he is the one who walks best in high heels in that final song. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think I think we should probably finish up. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you got any final thoughts on musicals, Zach? Because um, I'm sure you just, just to tie up a little bow tie. <laughs> if if anything we've talked about has interested you, we'll have the playlist links down below. Yeah, we'll um, do that straight away rather than waiting for this one. Mm. Just because. Well, that's it's really quick to do because I've got the yeah. links up there and I'm making yeah. public. Um, Definitely. So yeah, if. If Hamilton, the rap musical about the Founding Fathers, interested you, um, go down, check the links below. If um, if Next to Normal, the rock musical about um, mental illness, about mental illness, interested you, uh, check below. And if uh, Spring Awakening, the story about sex and conservatism, 
interested you check below and yeah. they're all fascinating i think yeah, sorry definitely. it's just every time we mention sex we just all smile and just like <laughs> yeah, oh. it's such a it's such it a, it's it's a human thing sex. to do <laughs> <laughs> hey, butthead. i think i touched her thingies <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm guessing that's uh, south park i've uh, wow. been watching that again a lot, but um and also should be said if you guys feel interested in watching any musicals Go to your local theatre company. I cannot mm, stress yeah. that enough. Don't think you have to go to London or New York or Melbourne or Sydney or wherever mm. to see a good show. You can see one at your local theatre house and I can guarantee it will be worth doing. Yeah, mm. chance support it. Amateur theatre, um, locally, you'll always... Um, I reckon there's always one or two companies doing something locally. Yeah. Um, For us, it's uh, GPAC usually is the place to be. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, GPAC's doing it. But I think we talk about, if we talk about companies, there's like, we've got... Oh, the companies that produce the... Like Geelong Gril- Lyrical Society? We've got Geelong Lyric. Geelong, um, Geelong Repertory? Is Geelong that, Rep it, does plays. Does plays more than mu- musicals, but it does kind of go into So that if we want area. to talk about companies that do musicals, we're looking at Geelong Lyric, it, locally I'm talking. We've got Geelong Lyric, we've got uh, Footlight, we've got Centre Stage, yep. and there's one more that I can't think of at the moment. That would probably if, be in the write-up. Yeah. Um, if you're that theatre company in Geelong that I've neglected, I think that's <laughs> the three major ones. Mm. But um, there are a bunch of other smaller companies that do straight plays and yeah. stuff in yeah. Even for Gippsland, yeah. Sale Theatre Company or Mafra Dramatic Society, yeah. check them out. They are good. So locally, you can find. Yeah. Locally, you can always find theatre if you're looking for it, unless you live in Whoop Whoop. So, <laughs> uh, but then if you're in Whoop Whoop, listen to cast albums. Um, <laughs> yeah, or like just YouTube. And, yeah, uh, I mean yeah, that's, that's got a it. plethora of stuff. I mean that's the internet age we live in. Everyone mm. can. Yeah, like Harry Potter, to like Harry Potter the musical. Um, yes. Yeah, I have. Sorry, I hadn't even mentioned that one. That was just mainly comedy, and it's done by Starlight. Star, Star Kid. Star Kid. Um, yeah, that's got what's his name off Glee, isn't it? Yeah, Dan Chris. Yeah, well, that's where yeah. he started off. They've even done a Game of Thrones what's one. What's his name? Yeah. yeah. And they did one of Aladdin through the perspective of the uh, of Jafar, and they did um, Holy Musical Batman or something. It's something like that. <laughs> yeah. A awesome. one about Batman. Awesome, awesome yeah. stuff. No. Would you like to take us out, Joel? Because I can see you're really, really, really wanting to do it. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. Let's it's, do it. I was just looking at something on Facebook quickly. I have been paying attention, I swear yeah. to God. Um, <laughs> no, sense. but thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been an interesting – I actually enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Yeah. Just because it seems like the topics are a little bit more – a little bit different to what I'm used to mm. with music, which is yeah. great. It's awesome. Um but yeah, Zach, where can people find you? Um, so on Twitter, I'm at ZJEastwood194. At Instagram, I'm at Eastwood.Zach. At Tumblr, I'm at Jeff Fader on Zodesta. And at Reddit, I'm <laughs> Kyler and his Jar Jar. <laughs> Jordan was just sitting there going, say it, say it. Yeah. I, I had, after listening to like say what, it. six podcasts where you've been saying it, I had to see the reaction for myself. <laughs> Every time. Once I see it, like the second I get out of the theatre on that Wednesday night, I'm just going to, Zach, you were wrong. You were wrong. Now delete the account. I, I know I'm wrong. <laughs> but what if he's right? <laughs> I'm not right. Uh, Jordan, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on uh, YouTube at Puppeteer Panda. Still trying to upload videos. Might do that, might yeah. not. Yeah. Um, Twitter at JK underscore 2009. At Reddit, if I'm not on the Geek Beta subreddit, I will be found at uh, user tag Egg Council Creeper. Hmm. Sweet. Uh, uh, Zoe. Uh, yes. So um, I'm currently under everything under Zebrafish Digital Media, which is my business. Yep. 
please check it out if you like. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. Just look up Zebrafish Digital Media and you'll find it. Yeah. And an exciting little um, side note to do with that is you're actually filming us next episode and making yes. a little documentary. Yes, so guys, I'm going to make you guys look pretty. Yeah. So, <laughs> so everyone can actually see what you do here. Yeah, which is awesome because that, that means you guys get to kind of, you know, see how it all comes together and kind of see a bit of behind the scenes stuff. So that'll be on the website soon, uh, probably a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks. Yep. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on that um you can follow me at my twitter instagram snapchat reddit and xbox live at dust joel j guys streamlining has been the best thing I've ever oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah I, sh- I should add my steam to the list if you want to get me on steam i think i'm yeah, steam why not land the clever land um, the clever. see like oh like everything <laughs> makes sense Two ends. Yeah, streamline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Consistency. That is check it against your list and see consistency. Clearly, <laughs> um, I would also like to thank Codacious.com for hosting us. I didn't know what I was going to say there for uh, something. Um, they have provided a amazing studio for us to record in, and they're just awesome all around. Check them out at Codacious.com. That's C-O-D-E-A-C-I-O-U-S.com. Um, check them out. They make awesome apps, and they also do websites. So if you're interested in getting an app made for your business or just want an app made for your, um, something that you're doing personal project or um, wanting website development, they are into that so deep that they, they know all about that kind of stuff. They're awesome. Um, I wish I had a script to talk about this better, but I lost it this week. So, <laughs> oops. Um, but yeah, check them out. Awesome people, friendly, friendly people. Awesome. That's great. Um, one more Yay. announcement. Um, next week, we are going video. So <laughs> finally, we'll be switching it up. It won't just be audio anymore. And um, so that'll be exciting. Don't know how it's going to work. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening so much. Have you all had a good time? Yeah. yeah. Good. And uh, Blake, I'm coming for your veteran status. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're creeping up there, aren't Shots you? Shots fired. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening and have Bye. a great one.